0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and we are onwards to week 11 in the NFL season. Second half definitely in the mix, and not going to lie, I have an easier pod today to talk about the NFC West for week 11, because there are only two NFC West games this week. Um, You know, just to recap week 10, you have the Seahawks who are now on a bye week, sitting A pretty six and four, um, but they were coming off a a not so inspiring loss. Uh, They went to Germany, meet Germany, first time for the NFL. Pretty fun game to watch between two very interesting teams with the Seahawks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, They played at six thirty a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you know, unfortunately, the Seahawks they had um, well they had a bevy of mistakes. And then the Bucks did just enough to pull ahead 21-16, to and so the Seahawks, they're still 6-4, and four, um, but they are a half game ahead of the Niners right now. And the Niners, they had Sunday night football. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but playing against a depleted Chargers team, um, a win's a win, right? Niners won 22-16. It was a game where, I don't know, the thing about Niners fans is they, they won the game, but Looking at some of the feedback right away on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, you would think that the Niners lost the game. They accumulated a ton of third downs, but you know, going back to the points, 22-16, to 16, there were a couple of miscues in the red zone, a couple of misblocks that I saw that Debo could have had a touchdown, and a drop pass by Ayuk. Um, so it, it was a pretty close game despite the Niners being up heavily on terms of time of possession, but... You know what a win to win, twenty two sixteen, and so they are five and four, and they are just a half game back on the Seahawks. Conversely, there was a divisional matchup last week, and if you guys saw HBO Hard Knocks, um, pretty fun. I would highly recommend it because the Cardinals are the in season team for Hard Knocks this year. But you had the battle of the backups, and so the Rams were hosting, and you know for both teams it, it's a must win game, right? But the Cardinals put in Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, steady veteran. Um, I thought the Rams would take this though at home just because for the Rams, for all intents and purposes, they had Sean Wolford, who was replacing Matthew Stafford coming off a concussion injury. And, you know, with all things being equal, a battle of the backups. But I thought that the Rams defense, notably Aaron Donald, would be the difference between... um, you know, victory or, or or defeat. And you didn't, you didn't see that. Um, This is something where, you know, Rams fans, the Rambly Rams nation, not too particularly happy about uh, where they are now from, you know, winning the Super Bowl last year, but uh, they lost 27 to 17. This was a game where Colt McCoy was just the better quarterback. Um, I mean, last year he, he killed the Niners, honestly. So, To have him beat the Rams isn't too far behind him you know quick release got the ball out to his playmakers you got some plays from Rondell Moore James Conner who had two touchdowns but they did just enough and this offensive line uh, one thing that really noted from the HBO hard knocks was they had a couple of makeshift guys rookies coming in on the interior offensive line but they were able to for the most part, negate Aaron Donald for most of that game. And then when you look at this Rams team, so they fall to 3-6, the Cardinals are 4-6, but more so just how they end this season now. Um, Still too early, but I can say with confidence, it seems like the Rams season is looking to come to a close, meaning that I don't know if they're going to make playoffs at this point. And the reason why I say that is because their star receiver, Cooper Cup. Uh, high ankle sprain, uh, it was a gnarly hit that he took in the game. And I was always kind of mindful of Cooper Cup's usage anyways, because for the most part between Allen Robinson Ben Jefferson Jr., just no one has really stepped up on this offense. And so Cooper Cup has been taking like, I don't know, 90% of the offense as a receiver. And so unfortunately he got hurt uh, wishing him a speedy recovery they put him on IR. He's out for at least the next four games, and so for this offense, a lot of questions moving forward. A lot of questions moving forward, and it does not look good for them. But just to sum it up, you have the Seahawks at six and four, Niners at five and four, Cardinals at four and six, and the Rams at three and six. So, let's talk about Week Eleven in the NFC West. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. So when you look at it, the Rams are visiting the big easy against the Saints this week. 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time game. And, you know, I've always said this, but if both teams are equal, all things being equal, you typically give the Saints about a field goal in this instance, three points. And so that's what it is. Uh, I, I see the line wavering between two and a half, three points. Saints are essentially favored by about a field goal's time. Over under 39, would suggest it's going to be a really low-scoring game. It's a game between Andy Dalton and I, I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford is going to play this game. But it's more so everything around Matthew Stafford that has been such... Uh, it's been a shit show. It's, it's been a shit show. No Cooper Cup. This run game remains to be a work in progress. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, uh, you know kyler williams the rookie uh not up to this point at least they have not had a sustainable run game which has led to an erratic offense and they're just str- struggling to put up points honestly they're just struggling to put up points and so um this is a team that goes on the road and you know mind you the saints they're not healthy either michael thomas is out i think jarvis landry is questionable chris Olave, the rookie will, will be the main target ahead um Alvin Kamara, I mean, you know, um, this is a game where we're going to find out really quick about the resolve within this Rams team because they're coming off some really, really tough losses, losing to both the Niners and the Cardinals, back-to-back divisional defeats. And so to go on the road and play the Saints, the Saints aren't a good team either, but they do have a good front seven, uh, a pretty underrated front, front seven, in, in my opinion, but, you know, between the offense, the offensive line with the pass protection, Mario, I haven't even checked what the injury report is, but they've been switching between left tackles, guards. They've been makeshifting. They've been trying to figure something out. Um, Bobby Evans, their guard, has not played his best football. Um, just a shit show. Just a shit show on offense. And so I'm going to be really curious to see, you know, out of, out of pride, out of – desperation Uh, Sean McVay X's and O's but what is he going to do to adjust this offense to get this season back on track obviously I'm going to expect a lot of Tyler Higby, who's been a mainstay anyways even before Cooper Cup's injury but he's got to step it up big time and then the third year Van Jefferson had a touchdown last game despite losing but you know he's pretty much slotted to be the top receiver Because Allen Robinson, I've yet to see something out of him. So it's going to be Van Jefferson and Allen Jefferson at wide receiver that's going to be pulling this offense. So, conversely, Saints, when they have the football, mentioned before Chris Olave, who's been, you can make a case, rookie of the year candidates on the offensive side, and Alvin Kamara. And so the thing about Alvin Kamara is, you know, I know that he's been bottled up in recent weeks, but Alvin Kamara... And this Rams linebackers, like, that's that's a bad matchup, bro. Bobby Wagner, sure, yeah, he's good. But the rest of this front seven, I mean, they are very susceptible to having players like Alvin Kamar or Debo Samuel or, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker, for that matter. Uh, guys in the backfield that can make these linebackers miss. And so hopefully they get that on track um, because outside of that, I think the the Rams defense is still, I won't say elites, but, you know, if the offense can do their end, I think that the defense is more than capable of forcing turnovers. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he's been a little bit quiet on that department, but, you know, Aaron Donald has had a quiet game the last two weeks. I think he's due for round three to get it going. And if he does, and if this offense can find themselves, then they have a chance to win this game. Like I said, what resolve do the Rams have right now? Is their season officially over? Are they going to throw in the towel? Because if they lose this game, going back to the standings, they would be 3-7. and seven. Ouch. So let's put this all together. I mean, what is it for Matthew Stafford? What is it for Van Jefferson? I think the biggest player of the game is probably going to be Van Jefferson. Uh, I know what you get out of Tyler Higbee, but... Van Jefferson, this is his time to step up as a receiver and show why they invested the draft capital in the kid. So having said that, uh, do I think the Rams can do it? Sure, they, they certainly can. Um, but, you know, that three points, it's, it's pretty much, that's that's where I see that anyways. Um, give me the Saints 20-17, to 17, a tight one. It wouldn't surprise me if the Rams are able to force turnovers, like I mentioned before, with Aaron Donald and this defense to get it back on track. So it could be 2017 Rams. It could be 2017 Saints. I don't know, but I'll take the Saints in this instance on their home turf and take the win against the Rams and put them to 3-7. and seven. Seahawks are on by. So we go to the next primetime game. No more games in the NFC West for Sunday, but we do have the Niners, the Cardinals, in Mexico City. Viva la Mexico. They're in Mexico City for Monday Night Football. And going into this game, it's it's interesting because the Cardinals are coming off a pretty convincing win against the Rams. Mind you, both of them had backup quarterbacks. And so this game is interesting because I don't know who's going to, necessarily play for the Cardinals and why do I say that? Well just look about it um, Kyler Murray he's still dealing with his hamstring injury questionable so you're either going to get Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy and mind you Colt McCoy fucking killed the Niners last time with his quick release so you know the Niners they got to keep that in mind Buda Baker uh, I mean he played last week uh, he's, he's he's still a little bit hobbled Hollywood Brown, he was on IR before. He's questionable to play. That would be dope if he could. Um, this offensive line did better against the Rams, uh, but they're going to have their work cut ahead of, of them against Nick Bosa and this Niners front seven. On the other side for the Niners, uh, you know, for the most part, this is as healthy as they've been in a very long time. On their defensive line, defensive tackle-wise, you know, Kinlaw, Armstead, maybe even Sam Alcubombe, they're probably out this game. So it's not their best front seven, but everything else is pretty healthy. It's pretty healthy. And so for this Cardinals team, I mean, they were able to get away with it, uh, where the Rams' offense has been struggling, and so they were able to put more points and take the win. But I don't know if they can be necessarily in that same position as... The Niners because for the Niners on paper uh, they just look so good on paper in terms of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Naik, all that but the thing about them is just they have not been executing and maybe it's because you know during the bye week they're trying to figure out how to integrate Christian McCaffrey, they're trying to figure out their red zone, their, their pass blocking on the interior like it just hasn't gelled yet up to this point point. And it's reflected on their their record. They're at five and four, but they could easily be like, I don't know, they could be they could have seven wins. Um, they could be so much better in terms of the record, but there's a reason why they are five and four, and that is because um, they have not executed up to this point. So for the Cardinals, you got to be concerned about that, meaning that the nights might be due, um, but we'll see. I was pleasantly surprised with the Cardinals being able to finally tap on Isaiah Simmons and David Collins and their front seven uh, to not only make some plays, because picks are awesome, but to pressure the quarterback. And that's exactly what they're going to have to do against the, the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, up to this point, has been playing very good football. Maybe not Joe Montana, Steve Young football like Niner fans want, but he's been playing, if not efficient if not career best numbers in terms of what he's done as a passer. So Jimmy is playing good football. But at the same time, too, everyone knows. If you rattle Jimmy, if he takes a hits, that boy is susceptible to the bad Jimmy. Which means boneheaded interceptions, boneheaded throws to no one, for that matter. Not seeing the field. He does that when he's pressed. I mean, I know every quarterback does that, but Jimmy... He's mobile enough, but he's a pocket passer. And if he can collapse the pocket, which they certainly can, I think that's where the Cardinals would have a chance to, to win and take this victory. Over a Niners team that, you know, if you look at the over-under, 43.5, okay, so not, not too bad in terms of the over-under. But as of right now, I've seen the Niners favored by like seven and a half eight 8 points. So more than a touchdown, which means they're convincingly favored by the public. And I think, you know, the Cardinals, if they can get to Jimmy, get turnovers, and then put it back into their hands, whether it's Kyler Murray, which if Kyler Murray does play, and hopefully his hamstring does hold up, he can fuck up the Niners, because the Niners are not good against mobile quarterbacks. But let's just say it is Colt McCoy, under center. Well, if he is under center, what he can do to negate this pass rush for the Niners is... Going back to his quick release, that's exactly what he did against the Niners last time. That's what he's going to do this time. He's going to try to negate that front seven pass rush with Nick Bosa and whatnot and put it on the linebackers to make a play. Now, you know, you have Fred Warner. He's a stud. And you have Drake Greenlaw. You have his eyes here. But really, maybe just challenge the safeties because between, you know, Hufanga, Tyson Gibson, like they've been good. But, you know, at the intermediate level where the safeties are, they're kind of in that linebacker role, depending on on the coverages. um, They have been very much susceptible to coverages and missed tackles. So, James Conner game. That's what I'm saying, essentially. Uh, Watch out for the screen game. I'm sure they're going to try to challenge them um, through screens, um, horizontally, try to stretch the field and make... The Niners linebackers and safeties for that matter make a play. Because that's what happened a couple weeks back when the Niners played the Chiefs. And so that's what I'm thinking. It really sucks for the Cardinals because they also lost tight end Zach Ertz for the season. Um, just a tough injury last week against the Rams. And he was one of their mainstays for either quarterback at the tight end position. So I, I would like to see it. It's probably not going to happen. But, you know, second year rookie not second-year rookie, second-round rookie. Trey McBride, I would hope that he steps up for Zach Ertz, but up to this point, I'm not, I'm not counting on it. Uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, this this wide receiver group on paper, which has been really hard because they just, they just haven't been healthy together as a unit. But, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore... Uh, Robbie Anderson, I mean, Dortch, they have hell a play. AJ Green, that's like five what receivers that I named. They just haven't been healthy at the same time. Yeah, it'd be very fortuitous if everyone was healthy. I don't know if that was going to happen, but that would be extra spicy for an upset special against the Niners. For the Niners, I don't need to say too much because as you see by the spread, they're favored by seven and a half, eight points. I mean, on paper, they're the better team. It's just a matter of execution. Drops, red zone miscues, play calling. I'm talking to Kyle Shanahan. Um, They're finding ways to win games in in recent weeks, which is great. They're winning the time of possession a lot of times against opponents, but they got to turn those third down conversions into touchdowns. Um, I think everyone's kind of expecting them to eventually get it right. But you know what, it, it hasn't happened yet And I love victories I'm not complaining about the victory against the Chargers But I feel like their best football Has yet to come Hopefully their offensive line can gel Hopefully this passing game Between IU Actually Debo has been pretty quiet for the most part In recent weeks Same thing with Kittle But maybe this is the game that they unwaken the beast On Monday Night Football Just maybe So I mean overall How do I see this game Obviously you guys know My obvious bias For the Niners Uh, But You know Neutral field Mexico City And this is really interesting To know too Is At least with the Niners This might Backfire But they went to They went to Colorado During the week To practice So they can get Acclimated To higher elevation Because in Colorado Elevation is about 5,000 feet and where they're going to be playing in Mexico City is about 7,000 7, feet. So 2,000 feet difference. But the goal in mind is to have this team ready for the higher elevation and so they won't get tired. You know, uh, if you play in Denver, you know, elevation, it does matter. The only thing that sucks about what they did during the trip is they weren't expecting this to happen. And I don't, I don't know who to blame or... Just Mother Nature in general. Mother, Mother Nature can be a motherfucker, but it's fucking cold in Colorado right now. It's like 20, 25 degrees. And so if you guys saw the videos for the practice, it's really cold. It's really windy. And while they did get the elevation, even Nick Bosa did note, like, this was really hard to say positive. They weren't too happy with the weather. Some people are. A lot of them weren't. And I, I can understand that. And so hopefully this whole weather change for the Niners going from like twenty twenty five to a cool 60 degrees in Mexico City it doesn't deter them. Um, but that's, you know, that's the least of their worries. The least of their worries because at the end of the day, they got to execute. And that's something that, especially against the Cardinals, the Cardinals being in the division that knows them. They're going to be playing the, themselves for the first time this season. But, you know, divisional rivals, especially in prime time, should always be taken with a special care because they know you, you know them, and FC West, baby, we out here. Let's go ahead and predict the score. Niners are favored by eight, seven, f eight. You know, if they do get their shit together, yeah, sure, I, I think they cover. I think they would cover no, no problem, but as of now, I, I have yet to see it. Um, going back to red zone execution, Kyle Shanahan's conservative side to not go for it on you know, fourth and short situations When, you know, honestly You could be a little bit more aggressive Reading the room to push the gas And take the game They haven't really done that um, You know, to win in convincing fashion Mind you, for, for the Rams game, which was awesome But this might be closer than you guys think And going back to my points about the Cardinals Whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray It could be a very spicy game In Mexico City Moy caliente So go ahead and give me the Niners the, the win um, but I think it'll be like a 28 to 24 game. So the over-under is 43 and a half. I think it'll be a fun game. 28-24, Niners take the victory and go on a uh, interesting tie with the Seahawks for first place in the division. So hey, guys, once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod. Looking forward to week 11. Looking forward to football. Um, looking forward to some turkey next week, too. Uh, I know right around the corner, I can't believe it, but we're... In the midst of Thanksgiving, so I'm looking forward to some turkey, some NFL football, some NBA basketball, um, and a lot of good company with family and friends. So, once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Also on Twitter at JustTheWest, Instagram at JustTheWest, and of course the blog, www.justthewest.com. Until next time, we out here. Peace.